When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Rachel Fisher. And I'm Desi Jenikin. And we host Hollywood Crime Scene. Our show is about the salacious crimes and scandals of the rich and famous, from the early days of Hollywood to the 21st century. We also cover Los Angeles history, true events that inspired movies, interesting biographies, and more. At the end of the week, we drop our mini episode, which recaps the news everyone is talking about, plus the weirdest stories of the week from around the globe. We also talk about food a lot. Subscribe to Hollywood Crime Scene wherever you find podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. As if I wasn't going to start with that, man. I've had that in my head for like 48 hours. <laughs> How are we doing, everyone? Sam here. We've got Neil. We've got Matt. We've got Bao. We've got four happy United fans, I would, I would argue, after another... Another busy week. I mean, it's, it's, geez, there's no point in saying it's a busy week. It's just a regular week now. Two games mm. per week, a game every three days. We'll speak about that game against Forest. Um, it was kind of exactly what it needed to be over the course of the 90 minutes. Same thing goes for the, the Reading game. Aside from that Ericsson injury, we'll speak about that. We'll speak about the impact of it. Anthony's performance, Casemiro. Oh, FA Cup draw. We've got a home draw, by the way, guys. I think it's, oh, no, no, it's, just, it's the ninth home draw consecutively in a cup game or some some madness like that but look how are we all doing chipping guys yeah it's good monday oh, what who's whoever who no. says that ever it's pod for the last four weeks. once a week yeah. <laughs> just, just once or once a week yeah <laughs> but look man let's just dive straight into it then with the with the game against forest how good was that marcus rashford goal mm. mate very very good dirty like, has, has he scored a goal like that and he scored kind of a similar goal in Wolves earlier this season, didn't he? When he only died, kind of snuck in between two players. I think Roy Keane was saying it in his post-match reaction. It's like, he just looks physically more intimidating. Like He, he, mm. walk, he walks with his like shoulders shoulders back, chest out, and kind of he's just confident in driving through his players. But, man, what a player. I'll tell you what, I was pissed off at the fact that he got robbed of 10 consecutive goals at Old Trafford. Yeah. Because that was a goal, uh, according to what happened in the FA Cup earlier this season. But Rashford's goal, Veghorst's first goal. I think there was a lot to like from that game uh, away at Forest. What do you reckon, Bell? Yeah, it was good. Myself and Matt were there. Um, what a boys. We yeah, we, we we good. We had we had a good day out. Um, it's good good away end. Uh, I thought. I love that crunching tackle from um, Lissandro Martinez. Mm. Uh, United put it on their uh, on their Twitter or whatever it was TikTok. Um, a little video where you just you can see building up, he just crunches straight to the guy. But um, yeah, I think as you said, 
perfect result. I think that third goal's key in terms of giving him that confidence to be able to rotate on Wednesday now. Because I think you can suddenly take, you know, I can take two, three more players out now. Because suddenly, or that two goal leads never, ever cushy because they get one early, suddenly one more goal and we're back, back to level pegging. Now, you're going to back us to score one goal against Forrest at home. And they're not going to they're not going to score four against us. I mean, like, I tell so, you what, like I say that the game went pretty much to plan, Matt. It went, <clears throat> of course, across the course of ninety minutes. It did, but after we went one nil up, uh, there was about 15, 20 minutes, I think, where Forrest, I think Ten Hag admitted it after the game, didn't he? he? Goes, they tactically switched up, and we kind of didn't expect it. And they obviously got that goal that was ruled out just for it was correctly ruled out. It was offside. But United didn't exactly after such an early goal from Rashford. I think it was like the sixth minute, wasn't it? It was, it was really early goal. I was expecting United to sort of go to town against Forest. Kind of a little bit surprised we lost it. Is that, does that concern you, Matt? Or is that just you know, kind of by the by? No, it, the place was jumping 15 minutes before kickoff. I think you're right there. Rashford's goal was was good, but Forest defensively was woeful. You would have stopped him on the halfway line within the five minutes. You would have got a booking probably. But for 25 minutes of that first half, Forest were really good. And I mean really good. They had us under the cosh. I think Martinez was sticking his head in places that you wouldn't even put your right foot sometimes. Uh, and we got a goal just before half-time, which I think killed everything. Killed the atmosphere, killed the Tannoy announcer, mm. and that just killed it. And it uh, murdered the actual Tannoy announcer. And literally killed him, yeah. Uh, we didn't hear from him again. I don't think they turned on the DJ, turned up for the, the half-time, because it went quiet. And mm. as Bal mentioned there, that third goal, just in my opinion, same as Bal's, I think, just kills the time. <clears throat> it allows you to do a lot more stuff this Wednesday. And that, mate, that, that goal from Vekhorst, look, Neil, I've been speaking about him. I, I, I find it weird. I don't know. I found it a bit weird. I've had to defend him uh, against some United fans in his first few appearances. But that's a goal which was probably quite important to him. I think he would have, as good as he felt he might have been playing, he, he's a striker. He said before the game, I'm going to get judged on my goals. And it was a pretty damn instinctive finish uh, out, outside of the right boot. Genuinely, I'm not sure anybody else inside this squad scores that goal. I don't think Martial would have naturally been in that position to chase it in. Neither would Rashford, both naturally inclined to sort of drift wide and stay wide. It's a good goal from Vegas. And I think he's... I've been impressed with him so far. What's your take on him? I think a goal is needed to shut a lot of people up because, I mean, he's, I think he's been... I think he's been really good. Generally, I think his link-up plays good. I think he puts it out wide. He brings loads of... He brings players in really well. He's given... It gives the wide. It gives Anthony. He's got a lot more space, for one thing. He's sort of dragging people inside, and I think he's done really well. But yeah, he needs the goal. And I mean, it wasn't like an out. It wasn't like you go, "Oh my god, there's an absolutely world class goal." It was an instinctive number nine finish. Hmm. Um, and like you said, that's what he's there to do. So I, I think he's been great. And what I do like is I like to compare him with other Dutch imports, such as Cody Gak. <laughs> you know, for the for the price. Suppose I mean Gakpo is he a winger? Is he a striker? Who really knows? But basically. Is Weghorst a striker going on some of the, the response you're getting from a lot of the a lot of the fans? I mean, but yeah, you know what it is with Weghorst, is, right? Everybody everybody lazily looked at him and goes, he's six foot six. Right. The only way you can play with a man who's six foot six is lumping crosses into the box. There's nothing else you could possibly do to contribute to the team. But that's the opposite well, of what Weghorst is doing. Yeah. So I mean he I saw a stat, he's had the most layoffs. Of anyone in the league since I saw somebody with an absolute cracking tweet off that saying, "Oh look, we've signed a tech company," and I was like, "Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a ten out of ten tweet." I'll give you that. Do you think Anthony's sort of improvement has been in some way linked to that? 
I mean, more space. It, it, it could be a coincidence. It might not be, but Anthony in these last few games, certainly leading up to that Reading game and that Reading game itself, just he's 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 heading in the right direction. I think he's put two or three performances in one after the other that have progressively been better than the the previous one. And I and mm. even though he didn't no. score against Reading, we'll speak about that next. I think it was arguably his his best performance in best team overall team performance in the United shirt. Matt, I know you'll probably. Let me know whether you think that's true or not. That third goal, though, uh, going back to the game against Forest, where we move on to Reading. I think that that finish from Bruno is a bit fucking underrated. Wait, finish. It was a cracking finish, uh, and Bruno again. I don't get it. I, I I feel like I find myself in a position defending players against criticism, but I think I think that's like a hundred and fifty. Is that hundred and fifty odd games Bruno's had? And I think that's his hundredth goal contribution. Yeah, I think yeah. Some mad stat. Some hundred fifty. Yeah, I, I was looking at exactly the same stat on Twitter earlier on, but I seem to have forgotten all the numbers involved. Why do you Why do you argue with idiot sensor? I don't. I, I, Who's, who are you arguing with? Who are I, I, these I don't people? Try argue with it's just, I, I try and I try and help them. I'm trying to say, look, the voices, idiots. Sam. The voices. Well, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of idiots on the internet. I'm not sure if you know that. There's three, there's four of them sitting here together talking, but uh, mm. <laughs> there's quite even particularly a lot on Twitter itself. But Matt, let's move on to the game against Reading because that. That game against Forest, hopefully that, Bow, you're right, that Bruno goal, hopefully that kills it. That should mean going into Wednesday, we should be able to, or maybe it'll be the opposite. He'll start a strong 11, get that fourth goal early, and then just woof, take everyone off. Maybe we want that fourth goal to kill it. Sod knows. Ten Hag, as he showed with that Reading game, Matt, we all expected rotation against Reading, right? And then oh. there, was absolute, there was absolutely none of it. <laughs> well, as soon as I saw the team, I, I thought exactly. Well, I didn't, I didn't see that team incoming at all. Uh, but then, obviously, I messaged a few of you guys and just thought it's job done after 60 minutes and you get the boys off. Reading came there and executed it perfectly for the first 45 minutes or the first 50 minutes and we couldn't break them down. I think we had a couple of opportunities with Anthony, but again, you mentioned there about Vigors. I do like him. I know he's he's a stopgap to the number one target in the summer, but like uh, okay. uh, Neil's mentioned there, he's bringing other people into play and doing all the donkey work. It's It's good to see. Oh yeah, he's he... unfortunate choice of animal though to compare, isn't it? What's wrong with donkeys? Donkeys, they're all right. Well, donkey that tends to have a sort of negative connotation when it comes to footballers, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, maybe, but donkeys, it's a good animal. I mean, they carry they they carry a lot of weight and everything like that. But I think that's lost a little. His bit, shirt doesn't fit. He's a bit of a donkey. Have you seen his shirt? His shirt literally comes up above like his shorts. Top. There's not no, no, the, shirt the, the best thing. The best thing. Did you see that interview? There was there was he was getting an interview yeah. after the game, and the way the, where she had positioned the camera was like going up to, she couldn't move her camera enough. So she's like, you're too tall for the interview. So he had to like step back six foot. <laughs> he should swap kit with Malassia just for one game. Just, see <laughs> just to happens. see what happens. But um, mm. I, think, Matt, I think Matt's right. In, um, in terms of how the first half of that game went, it was pretty much the game plan for Reading. By the way, can we, mm. before we move on to any, anybody and anything, we just say how fucking despicable that performance was from Andy Carroll. Don't give me that time. Mate, speaking of Dolgash, Geordie bastard. Mate, he's, he, he, it was so obvious that that was the last big game he's ever going to be involved in. It was so obvious that he was like five, ten yards short of everything. So he just decided, I oh, fuck this. I'm just going to hack everyone. I'm just going to do everything to hurt people. And that's exactly what he could have got two reds. Didn't even get yellow for the tackle that injured Ericsson. Dirty, dirty man. Yeah. He wouldn't have out a place in the Liverpool game against Brighton, then would he? Oh, well, what, what's going on? There's no point moaning about VAR. There really isn't. I have no idea what. I mean, I mean just touching on that, um, the rotation, Sam. If 
Shaw and Varane don't play on Wednesday, they've effectively had two weeks off mm. without kicking the ball. I think that's going to serve massive for the games coming up, i.e. the Leeds back-to-back, Palace, Leicester, and then hopefully the cup final in Barcelona. Yep. So yep. I think he needs to have... Basically, you just got to go there and avoid a fucking calamity on Wednesday. I mean, like, surely. Surely. Certainly the way we're playing now, there's, there's something I keep saying. There's, there's, it feels like there's a new uh, minimum expected performance from this team now. Mm. I, I don't around. expect... Flip what, it around. what are Forest going to do Wednesday? Flip it round. Mate, they were crap when they came in the league. Hmm. I mean, I was, I was saying to Matt I, I, on the day, I really like Morgan Gibbs White. I think he's a really, I think he's a crap yeah. player. He's a really good, intelligent player. That's what you talked about he, first he, half, dickhead. <laughs> well, you just said they they absolutely tore us a new arsehole after the first fifteen minutes, and he was central to all of that. Carried the ball. He was the one who laid it off for the disallowed central goal. Central to all of it at all. He made a couple of good passes, and that was it. Well, that's central good. to it. I mean, he might literally be in central to To be it. fair, Sam, when you've heard Morgan Gibbs-White this, that and the other for 45 minutes from Bowen and by the time he's playing with Pete Boyer and sp- trying to caress Darren Webb, you kind of get bored of what he's speaking <laughs> and doing. Mate, you, you, would be, you would be in front of Webby, not me. Oh, Jesus that's another <laughs> do, story. Do you two want to take this outside have a little scrap? Just get, no, get out of your system. Sure, are you right? He gave Casemiro a proper game. He is very, very good. Yeah, in the, well, in the first half, yeah, I think he was probably. I thought Brennan Johnson as well was outstanding. At times. Right. He must have been few when that. I think he took it past. Was it uh, was it Casemiro then Martinez with like two little dinks and then just fired it seventy four mm. yards over the bar. That would have been a good goal. But the Reading game itself, mate, we've spoken about it time and time again. But it Casemiro just keeps surprising you in all the right ways. I did a video, a video on him today, and I was like, the way it looks to me is that well, when Casemiro was at Real Madrid, right, it was Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric. This is probably one of the best central midfield trios you're ever going to see ever in football, like the most balanced, perfect. But he was always the sort of foil to them. He was the man who was sweeping up behind mm. and feeding Cruz and Modric. And it just feels like, because he said it in, you know, his, his, um, he had an interview when he left Real Madrid and he was in tears. He was like, I'm not, I'm not really used to the spotlight. I don't really like being in the spotlight, I kind of prefer to let my teammates take the glory. Whereas at United now, he's in the spotlight and he's he seems to be loving it. Like he, he, he genuinely has got a real... It feels like he's almost surprising and developing his own game in front of our eyes. And I think he's got nine goal contributions this season, which is like triple, double to triple what he had in Real Madrid last year. And he's just getting better and better and better. And... I think we were all fearful, weren't we, Bal, that Casemiro was just going to be another one of those, oh, fuck, here we go, 30-plus mm. sign from one of the big, like what, a former former Galactico, here we go again, it's not going to work out. That was the fear mm. of some people, but he's, yeah. my word, man, he's good. Yeah, especially the way, he, I think that's credit to Ten Hag, um, kind of just eased him in. Um, I think at that, the same time, was also Ten Hag just kind of finding what his best team was. Um, and it's one of them... We'll never know. Had he played at City, would we have got potentially something out of it? I don't think so because I think Tenar got his tactics wrong that day overall. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's. I'm actually just like fearful like something happening up to him now because like Van der Beek injured now, Eriksen's injured, so you effectively got McTominay, 
McTominay, uh, Bruno, Eriksen. So McDonough, Bruno, Fred in the middle now. Yeah, that's left with with Casemiro. It's 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 limited in its depth. I think would be a polite way to put it. But I, how hard do you reckon, Matt? How hard do you reckon Casemiro ceiling? If I don't fucking know, he's like we thought we signed a defensive midfielder. He's obviously more than that. We thought we signed a central midfielder. He's obviously more than that. He's 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 just he's everything. The lad can play football. He's. But he's also, I think, what was good to see after he scored that first goal against Reading, he waited for Anthony, he stood there and pointed to Anthony. And it's, it goes to show that the players are noticing that Anthony's getting a lot of stick. And rightly or wrongly, I've dished plenty out on here and I'll probably continue to. I think he's it's going to take time with him. But the players notice what Anthony's doing and, and it was nice to see Casemiro uh, thank him for that because I think they, they do listen to the outside noise. That just goes to show because there was no reason to do it otherwise. It was a great pass. But he's just... It's a shithouse read that gets me with him. He's absolutely brilliant. The snider things, the little blocks, the free kicks in silly places that he gets. He, he knows he's game management with him, and that, we've lacked that with players. I still worry with some of the defenders we've got, but with Casemiro in the park, you know, whatever game we're playing, it's game on today. Absolutely game on. Well, something I fear for. You're right. United's midfield is is thin. Right, it's, it's it's thin in its options and an injury, right? So let's talk about Christian Eriksen because it kind of ties back into the whole Casemiro situation, I think, Neil. Because Eriksen, he's gone off on crutches after that scissor tackle from Andy Carroll. We don't know whether or not it might be something that rules him out for a couple of weeks. It might be something that rules him out for six weeks. Help, touch wood. It might be something worse. It, help, touch wood, it isn't that, but it might be something worse than that. We'll find out in the goodness of time. If you're looking inside this current squad, right, Ericsson is that player who receives the ball from our two centre-backs and brings it forward. Fred's not really going to do that. I don't think McTominay's particularly capable of doing that. You could say Iqbal might be able to do it, but he's a youngster and to be relying on that would be a, not, not harsh on him, but it's expecting a lot. So I think it's almost like Casemiro is going to be that guy. But Casemiro's been so good going forward. I don't really know how we operate without Ericsson or, or where Casemiro plays, but... It just seems like wherever you fucking play him, he's going to be the best in that position, in midfield anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's we don't. Yeah, we've got a bit of a dearth of options. I mean, yeah, well, we haven't got anyone to replace him. Simple as that. I mean, you sort of just sort of diagnose the problem there and then. There's there is literally there is nothing to, to replace him with. I mean, we've got. I was thinking, could we bring? I mean, it's a different sort of player, but could we should we bring call, recall Hannibal? You know, just a little bit of something else in midfield. Fight violence with violence. Where was he again? Birmingham. Right? Birmingham. How's he, how's he getting on? Yeah, he, he just he's, he's doing well. Yeah, he just got the assist from the, in their their FA Cup game for the last minute winner, I think. And I mean, I've, I don't. It depends on what happens again in the next couple of days. But I mean, I've heard ten million for Tielemans banded around. I think that I know we, there's been a discussion on this very pod, and there's been disagreements. But I think that would be a very good bit of business. But there's not. We haven't got anyone in the squad. It's not a chance United. I'm not minute. exactly the same. It's, you know, he's not the same as Ericsson, but we still we still need more bodies in midfield. Um, and you're right. I mean, McTominay's hit his ceiling completely, and you can see that now. I mean, there's times I've always been a bit of a kind of a, an apologist, really, for McTominay because you can sort of see he's trying, and he, you know, he has flashes where he's really good, and he has like a, the occasional Roy Keane game, scores the occasional screamer, but he has hit his ceiling, and you can see that now when you get a genuinely world class player in that. Uh, midfield. I think I think he, he played he played well after the Brighton Brentford games. He came in for four games, including Liverpool and Arsenal. And you think, right, if you're gonna build on that, 
then cool, we're going to see we're going to see something else. But basically, what you what, what you're witnessing is when Casemiro went out of the team, he tried to replace exactly what Casemiro was doing. He's like, well, fuck, I can't do that. Well, that's what Bauer was saying. It's like you know, credit to the manager for sort of playing in Casemiro gradually. I, I genuinely thought that McTominay was keeping him out. Like his form was that good that Casemiro wasn't getting picked because McTominay was there on was there on. I merit. think that was the case. Am I wrong? Mm. Possibly, but I think there's probably a little bit of. A little bit of both, but um, but you definitely. But the, I think my point being is when you've actually seen a world class operator in that position, it's really really hard to basically accept anything less. And, and we haven't got another level, isn't he, Neil? So absolutely on another planet. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. We've not seen a player like this for for mm. a long time. Well, who, who was the last player of his quality? Do you think that we that we've watched in midfield? That sort of complete midfielder, keen maybe. Who <sighs> was that? I mean, like Carrick, Carrick, Skulls, Hargreaves, all different players. It's... I don't really think there's been anybody that's kind of like he's kind of unique in, in his skill set. Yeah. I think. Imagine a more muscular, he's more like a more muscular Carrick. I mean, the Carrick was a bit. Yeah, but he, he's a bit more of a shit house as well. A, a, a closest comparison I would have is Keane. He's that type of player where he'll carry the ball, he'll win the ball, um, distribution, eye for goal. Um, Where did Keane retire? I mean, that's that get back to the question. I mean, that was what, 2005? 2004, five. Four, five. I think he did. I think he, le he left us in 2004, maybe. Yeah. 2000, Christmas 2003. Cur uh, curious question, right? Uh, if you if you were being an arsehole and you were really nitpicking, would you be able to find the weakness in Casemiro's game? I am an arsehole and I can't. Genuine question. You would say pace, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. You could probably use that if you want, but uh, you, you, it's in his head, though. You, we are scraping the barrel, aren't we? Like they're they're really for. He's such a unit as well. It looks like you just bounce off him if you tried it. He tried anything. The guy is an absolute monster, and just very level. I, 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 for for years and years and years, right? Remember how many times has fucking David De Gea won Player of the Year in the last like ten years? Like five? Sod knows how many years. No offense, to David De Gea, but your goalkeeper. Shouldn't be winning. <laughs> never a good time. I mean, it, it, it means great that you, you mentioned player of the season. Right now, there's a case for Varane. There's a case for Martinez. There's a case for Casemiro. A case for Rashford. And it's brilliant to see that suddenly, you know what? We've got four Luke Shaw yeah. all having superb seasons. And so, you know what? If they all carry that trajectory on to, to April, May, we'd be very, very unlucky to walk away without, from this season without any silverware. Very, right. very important. Right, put a question in now. Everyone, get, everyone gets like 10 seconds to think about it. If you, if your prediction for you know, for Samat Busby Player of the Year at this point, who are you going Spotted by the fans, right? Yeah, so, so, no, Samat Busby's a fans one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, Who's I'll... your prediction for it at the end of the season? Rashford. What, based on now? Yeah, based, based on now, what you're, what, what, in your head, where you think it's going to go. I can't yeah. see the future. I can't. I, it's Rashford or Casemiro, isn't it? basically. So, but if you could choose one, it goes Rashford. He's yeah, Rashford. His goal, 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 goal scores always get the highlights, don't they? It's Rashford. Yeah, probably right. Like, from the transformation when we saw him in April, May last year to where he is mm. now, and the World Cup he had as well. He didn't get many minutes either. It's it's Rashford. Well, I country mark. Feel like I'm cheating on my world class. We're having the world class discussion now. That's the legitimate bona fide conversation now. Uh, I don't think I don't think the conversation can exist until the end of the season, but mm. he's very much on the world class form. Mm. He's, he's, he, yeah. he he looks like Mbappe at the moment. The way he's playing, he's playing yeah. like Mbappe. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I've always yeah. I mean, he is he is a, he plays a very very similar way to Mbappe, and he, he mm. quite literally is unstoppable. Um, I'm I'm so pissed off. How, how did that make any? Can somebody tell me the rules, right? Why did that goal for Rashford not count against Reading when Salas did against Wolves? Because apparently the the ball that <clears throat> the Wolves player played, he made a deliberate attempt to play the ball, one way or the other. He went to play the ball. He did maybe not went to put it in that direction, but it was a deliberate play. Whereas I think this one was more of either it's hit him along the way or it's, I don't know. But like I said, nobody understands. Nobody understands. Even if you go, go to VAR from the yesterday's game, that Fabinho one, I, I can't see how That's in a million years. That was a sort of crime thing. That was it's, I mean, he's effectively, as I called it, he's walked to a police station with the murder weapon in his hand and said, I did this crime. Please put me away. The way he was talking to Jordan Henderson and walking away, kind of scratching his head like, I'm done here, I'm done. Like Kevin Spacey <laughs> in seven. <laughs> Don't mess Kevin Spacey for it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, well, it doesn't matter because they're lost. So anyway, so... Dude, Robert Robertson was, wasn't far. Mm. There was, he was the defender with the elbow yeah. as well. I mean, yeah. there was three in, in about five, about short order, about five minutes. There was three physical assaults. Such a shame to see what's happening in Liverpool this season. Uh, one, one more person that we need to go back to that game, the Reading game, and focus on, Matt, I want to come to you, is, is Anthony himself, right? Because I genuinely felt from an overall perspective, I think that was his best team performance. I agree. agree? But for the last two games, who have we been playing? Reading and Forest. There you go, then. Saturday. What's you? You're not going to say anything. Drop. You're not going to say anything until he's scored an absolute worldie against City, then, or scored against Arsenal on his debut. For what he can do against Reading, but it's Reading. It's not. It's Reading. We need to get that into people. It's Reading. It's nothing else. It's just Reading at home. But I don't get what. So what? So you? Why are we? Why are we fucking talking about how good Casemiro's performance was then? I didn't, I've not said his performances have been consistent yeah. in every game. Anthony's have not been consistent in every game. I tell you, I think you judge Ringo's a lot harsher than you judge every other player. And Sancho as well. I, I reckon Anthony will be in his own personal training. You see this coming. You always see this coming. I don't. I mean, that, <clears throat> for I think for wingers coming from abroad, they they're the always the young, tricky, fast ones. They're the always ones who get kicked. Kick him out of the game. Kick him out. You know what he used to do with Reyes at Arsenal, and they literally, literally did kick him out of the league. Um, so, it, if you compare his output to um, Neil mentioned Cody Gakpo, what Grealish has done, what Ziyech has done at Chelsea, you could go. The list could go on and on and on. He's young. Give him a chance. I mean, mm. compared to our own Sancho, I think he's he's done more in his time at the club. Than Sancho has for United so far, so I think. Bow, I, I don't even think it's about output because I, I genuinely think that people would give him less stick if he just literally drove it as defender. He might not get the final end product, but then people will be complaining that a little bit further down the line. But in the last mm. two or three games now, one, in my opinion, he's sort of like he's looked slightly better than he did before, and then he looks slightly better than he did again away at Arsenal first half. I thought he was actually very good. Uh, second half, he sort of fell off a cliff. Uh, Forest, 
I thought he was more, far more direct again. Anthony, it was his volley that Vekos chased in for the goal. Reading, that was a, a world-class assist. I think he cut like four players out with that pass. Like mm -hmm. Really, really meant it, very measured. Casemiro didn't have to break his stride. Just Dink was even better than was was even better than the pass. It Matt's sounds right. like I'm being right. really harsh, Sam. But you, you, well, you, you are. Kind of, no, I'm not. You've kind of answered it there. You said he was good against Arsenal first half, and then you went, and then he fell off a cliff. We all know he fell off a cliff, but that's just careless. You've you got to do it for 80 minutes, 90 minutes a game in the big games. But what in? I do get your reticence. I really do. Because, I mean, yeah, again, the price tag unfortunately does weigh him down. It's about the output. Uh, there's a level of expectation, though, doesn't it? When Especially when this manager sticks his neck out to this degree, to that sort of money. But it was it five goals in 20 games, is it? It's pretty good. Uh, I think, like, Matt, sorry, not Matt. Neil, you mentioned it earlier. Like, no one's no one's saying a peep about Gakpo yet. And he was, as, and I mean, if if Gakpo was, no one really cares. But, no, no, really but, cares. But, but if Gakpo was seventy five million, I imagine there'd be a lot more noise about it. So I do think the price mm. is is kind of relevant to the expectation. But Matt, you made a very good point. The fact that Casemiro was pointing down to Anthony and saying, "Look, appreciate how good that pass right. was." You're right. The players are taking it on board. Anthony coming out and saying, "Look, I'm looking to evolve my game." He's obviously taking it on board, and I personally think we've seen a slight reaction. If we go into, I think he'll probably start against uh, Forest on Wednesday. We'll speak about the game now and the sort of expected eleven. I think he'll keep him in from momentum perspective. Um, but it depends on if his if all of a sudden he come it gets a performance where he's sort of like, oh wow, he just turns to shit again. Then that'll be a bit of a backward step. But the way he's going I mean, at the moment, I'm looking. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned this, Sam, but would he get less stick if he drove at defenders? What if he was like, for example, like an Albertan or a baby where he just runs but into blind alleys and runs into the corner runs a ball out of play runs into fullbacks classic rush like, last season yeah mm. we've, signed, we've signed an absolute idiot a donkey so to say um so i've got <clears throat> no qualms with him keeping the ball and coming back but as matt's frustration is if as always if, if that's all he's ever doing then suddenly yeah you know what we can defend against that because he's not going to beat us Look at what Mitoma did to Trent Alexander-Arnold yesterday. Every single time, got around the back of him. And he couldn't handle him to a point where they had to take him off. I mean, he can't handle any winger who runs at him. But if you try having that conversation with Liverpool fans, it's like, oh, d d don't talk about Trent defending. But that's another thing. But I think <laughs> just, 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 just give him, I think just give him a chance. Give him a chance. Like, uh, there you go. Do, do you reckon he starts on Wednesday? Because there's no doubt, like, if there was ever... I mean, I said this about Reading and I was spectacularly wrong, but if there was ever yeah. going to be a game where rotation was going to happen, it's the second... Even though, even though it's semi-final, you've won 3-0. Like the hard work's mm. done. Surely this is where you see rotation. And where do you see it? How long's Anything about Dallow? Uh, no, it can get quiet. I think uh, Ten Hag said he was out. It was just everybody was out against uh, Reading that was out before, but there wasn't really an update on timelines. So I don't oh, know. Good one for Sancho to come back. Mm. Butland, Lindelof, Maguire, Malassia. I'd even got Brandon Williams right back. Would would you would you just take everyone out, or do you reckon you're keeping one or two in there to try and keep the team going itself? There's generally no need because all you need these players is to just, just turn up. Just you, you don't you can fucking park the bus for ninety minutes if you want to. You, because because Forest have to come forward. 
they would naturally leave spaces. And then if you've got someone like Guy Nacho, who's got the pace to get down that wing, and Anthony on the other side, for example, mate, you've got goals there. You've got, you've got certainly got chances. You've certainly got chances. And all you need to do is create one. They're not going to score four. I'm sorry. Do you think they'll really turn up, considering... Forest do you think they'll turn up? I mean, to Leeds. Does that play into it? Um, no, we've got, was it Palace game. on Saturday next? No, no he's talking about Palace, uh, Forest, Forest the next game. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they must have go, right, this this is beyond us. I mean, they, are they going to turn up with a full-strength team even? I mean, surely. It's a fucking League Cup semi. They're not going to... They can't They can't bin it off. I don't know. I mean, they kind of already have binned it off, I'll be completely honest. They've got nothing. They've had nothing in the last two games. We've beaten them 6-0 in the space of... Oh, on aggregate, in the space of, what, three weeks? Four weeks, none of that. It should be plain sailing. And, yeah, uh, you can mention it there. It's absolutely the right time for Jaden Sancho. It, there is a complete no-pressure situation. Matt, you spoke about it before, saying you thought it was kind of better. It might be better if he gets his first appearance back away from home, away from Old Trafford. What do you think? Wednesday? I think I think that's just calling it... And I'm, I need to change my mindset there, really, because last year was toxic in Old Trafford and it's not, it hasn't been like that all season. There's an expectation now uh, at Old Trafford that the lads are going to put a performance in. So the ex, that expectation is going to be on him if he comes off the bench, if he starts. He's got to put a performance in because everyone's putting a performance in. Now, Palestri, when he come on, he looks lively, the kid, and he's, he's giving Ten Hag yeah. some headaches. And it's, it's, it's positive headaches. I'm surprised Alang is still here. I feel for him a bit. He needs games. Get him out. Just I don't know where. He, hopefully he goes out tomorrow on loan. But everyone's I th- performing I th- now. I think Ilanga, uh, unfortunately for him, because Martial is a sick note, uh, Ilanga is effectively third choice for just for that central position. Not that he's a striker in any way, shape or form. But he's. I don't think Ten Hag is going to let him go for that because I don't think Ten Hag can trust Martial. Any news on him, Martial? Well, about no, 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 there is no news. Uh, if there is news, he's just going to get injured next week. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a real fucking shame. Genuinely, I I've got no hatred towards him whatsoever. But United have been a very polite club to a lot of players over a long period of time. And mate, look at that that Cancelo story today. How mad's that? What's that? Quite mad. that mm-hmm. out, out of nowhere, like he was. Did he was scrapped? Did he just fall out of Guardiola in training? No, no, no. He just like got left out for a few games. He's like, well, fuck that. Off you go then. Yeah, well, apparently yeah, he kicked off. off after not being not being selected against Arsenal. Which yeah. I says, "Say if I want to leave, he goes, well, fine, okay, off you go." And it's great right, to be in a position like that. <laughs> Imagine that letting, letting go of a player who was in team of the season last year, and you're like, "Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, going in sound." About seventy million for him, didn't they? Uh, I think it's a loan to the end of the season with an uh, option to buy for seventy. All right. Well, that's what a lot of clubs do these days, aren't it? It's like loan deals to spread the costs out. A bit like Chelsea, who. Mate, oh, Fernand. Oh, god. Mate, Chelsea. Like I've said this before. Like Chelsea's money came and fucked it all up for us all in the Premier League in two thousand what three and four, and now they're going to get Enzo Fernandez, and I think. In the, was it uh, Ed Aaron's in the Guardian? Twenty million release. Wait, they might be in for Kais. They might go back in for Caicedo as well after getting Fernandez. And then Arsenal. Was these fifteen-year contracts or something? Arsenal like that, now sniffing around signing Jorginho from Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, mate, madness. You, you laugh at it, but look, imagine this, right? If Enzo Fernandez is signed by Benfica for ten mil. And then what? Seven months later, he's worth 120 mil. 
how much fucking money is Jude Bellingham going for? Mm. I, I've got no idea what number you put on that. But if you go 120 on an Enzo Fernandez, you're going to have to add 50, 60. Well, these are just buyout clauses, are they? And there's no buyout clause on um, Jude as far Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a fair enough point. But from, from a market precedent, there's no way you're accepting less than 150 for Jude Bellingham if you're Dortmund, surely. Mm. I, don't think so. I don't think so, anyway. I mean, he seems like that type of lad where he's not going to really kick up a fuss about wanting to move. He's one of them, like, fucking that shaggy lookalike from fucking Everton. Like, mate, you played, like, 10 games and now you want to start boycotting training to get a move to Newcastle. Oh, Anthony Gordon. Fucking, be- fucking behave yourself. <laughs> Pisses me off. <laughs> I started you, thinking that's the same thing. Oh, that's shaggy. Oh, shaggy. <laughs> it's like, oh, and then, he, and then he's like, I didn't mean to offend anyone. But, mate, what, what are Everton fans going to think? Like, you've been there since you were 11 and you made it to the first team and you played, what, not even not even half a season <clears throat> and suddenly yeah one bit uh, uh, I mean it's it's a good move for him don't get me wrong in terms of it's probably the most exciting club in the country to join in terms of their project but mate not even Wayne Rooney did that when he left and he's a greatest ever project uh, pro, um well you know what I mean <laughs> greatest ever project pro, product product uh, so, the letter he wrote as well his letter to the fans <laughs> No. no, it's just basically saying back the team, pretty much, which just seems very, very hollow after agitating to leave. Is this why Alex hasn't been on the pod for a few weeks? Because United stand him in for him or something, or has it all gone quiet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's writing his letter of apology. As, as Gardening leave. Yeah, he's like, after weeks of not seeing Rashford perform physically or literally, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> so it's going to start. Love you, Alex. Uh, he's training look. on his own, though. <laughs> Mate, by the way, Everton then going and spending like 40, 45 mil on Conor Gallagher from Chelsea, by the way. Which seems a massive high price for Conor it Gallagher. It seems like exactly what Everton do, basically. Like they're, 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 They've spent... A, I mean, that's a shocking state of affairs. The amount of money they've spent... And they are, they'll go down, I'm sure of it. I mean, they've got your slightly sort of butch alter ego in now, Sam. Sean Dyche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, harsh but fair. <laughs> I'm getting laughed at here by three men. I can't. I've got no. I've got, I've got nothing to say. I've got, I've got no comeback. Fuck's sake. So, I, I mean, am your father. I mean, there were. There's a sort of sort of club that's thinking him or Bielsa hasn't really got a plan. Oh uh, no! But did you see what Bielsa asked? That was the best thing ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Can I squat oh, by I, the side of the?" Oh no! He, no, he said, "I'm not. I'm not going to take over now." Uh, I don't want to do it mid-season. I want to take over the youth team and for you to find somebody else until the end of the season and then I'll take over as first team manager. <laughs> really? He said that. What an absolute dude. I don't care if you get relegated, but I'm not taking it now, all right? Do it by he my own. He likes the championship scrap, though, doesn't he, Bielsa? Uh, look, to be fair, Sean Dyche is probably... I, I've, I think they'll stay up, Everton. I think it's probably the best appointment they could have possibly made in this current situation. Yeah, probably is, to be fair. I, I don't think they can afford to go down with their new stadium. I think they'd be jet royally fucked if, yeah, they, think... if they ever did. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? Mm. But let's let, let's finish on a roundup note of um. What well, so we got? Who do we get? Was it fucking Derby or West Ham in the in the well, FA? West West Ham are winning one now. I know, very nice. Um, but you look at what happened this weekend. Liverpool they got knocked out. Um, Arsenal obviously went out to City. You're looking at those last six teams, sixteen teams. Obviously, City's still in it. Spurs are still in it. Brighton 
wouldn't want to play Brighton right now. They're, even somehow they're just, they're just a great team. Mm. United under Ten Hag, we're the only team left in four competitions. We're in. We've got one foot in the final in one of them. We're one of the favourites in the last sixteen, and these two games against Barcelona, they're going to be blockbuster, man. I can't wait for them. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how United compete. Uh, Bow, you mentioned that point down there. Really good that Shaw and Varane have both had two weeks off, considering Martinez is suspended for the first leg. So we're going to need our, we're going to probably need Shaw to step in. I'm guessing at left centre back, presumably, right? That's... I saw that Usman Dembele's. Yeah, I think he might be up for five, six weeks. But they've, mate, Barca are, it's not, not the best time in the world to play Barca. I think they're top of the league by, what, six points now. Um, they've got the equal amount of clean sheets, same as us, I think, behind Newcastle. But the <clears> way United <throat> are playing now, I think you mentioned Old Trafford earlier. I think last 14, we've won 14 games this season, lost two at Old Trafford, which were Brighton and um, Real Sociedad. And we haven't lost there since September. So we we just need to come back to Old Trafford with the game mm. open and sort of in our advantage. Are there, I'm get, there's no way goals are there anymore. No, no, no. So that's so, dead. I'm looking come forward. Out with a, come out with a score draw. Forward to below. What's, your prediction, what's your prediction for this week? So we've got uh, Forest second leg and then we've got Palace at home. I mean, Palace are, they're looking pretty shit. We're going to be wanting revenge for those two points dropped a couple of weeks ago. I think Zaha's out injured now, isn't he? I think I read. Is he? Is that right? I don't know. I'm sure. Last he time we talked about it, we said they look shit. <laughs> I mean, they no. were. They were quite largely, but United went in on ourselves. Like we in that second half, mm. we looked. I think we tired. That's what happened. We looked tired, same as Arsenal. Um, and we lost. What was it? Four points off the back of it. Mm. What's what? Yeah, potentially six weeks. Zaha. No, that's so. No one likes it. <clears throat> Do you, do you reckon we're looking at two wins here? Do you reckon we're looking at just yeah, going to cruise through? Yeah, I do. I think Wednesday, I think, would be a draw. I think it would be a drab game. Forest could even maybe nick it by a goal, depending on how many rotates. But I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be worried about it. And then Palace. Yeah. I think Wednesday's one of them navigate, don't get injuries. Don't be, don't do nothing stupid. You're in the final. Simple as. And then Palace, I think it'd be a two, nice 2-0, two 2-0, nil, two nil, three 3-0. Nil. I think I, I like it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the three 0 as well. That that little that shitty goal conceded right at the end of Reading ruined my perfect prediction. I went for three 0 Reading seems to be our score when we play well. We seem to be dispatching teams three 0 Matt, what do you reckon? You agreeing with the confidence? Yeah, same as Bow. I think Wednesday will be a draw. Navigate it Saturday. I'm just looking forward to a three o'clock at Old Trafford. To be honest, it's the first one this season. So, old school. I know, proper old school. But now, same as you boys. I think I think you're looking at. Final of the Carabao Wednesday night, and then uh, another three points on Saturday. Oh yeah, like, like you know, as long as it all works out all right, I think we might be able to maybe do a little bit of a cheeky podcast from the uh, from Wembley uh, there or thereabouts. Maybe, maybe not quite, not quite certain yet, but hopefully it happens. But mate, Ten Hag's just um, when you're watching all the turmoil, it's it's nice to just be watching turmoil at other clubs, and just it's kind of going right at yours for once. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Uh, Liverpool in an absolute fucking tailspin. Spurs just being Spursy. Don't really you see that guy, um, Brian? Was it Brian Gill, the guy that's just gone to Sevilla? Yeah, they brought him on as someone. Look at look. It's good to Google him and look at him now as I say this. But someone tweeted Spurs have just brought on someone that looks like all four Beatles. <laughs> 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 And on that bombshell, 
we'll wrap up for this week. Thanks very much for, for tuning in to United People's Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple. Give a five-star review. We'll be back next week, hopefully, after another two wins. But I'll tell you what. Casamir. I'm not going to do it again. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, I'm Shelby Scott, the host of Scare You to Sleep, a podcast where I tell you scary stories full of creepy sound effects and music that is soothing yet unsettling to help immerse you into a world of horror. This is a show for those of us who have realized horror can be a strange but relaxing escape from reality. Speaking of escapes, sometimes I lead you through guided nightmares like a guided meditation, but instead of flowery meadows, I take you on a journey through your own personal nightmare. So come get lost in the terror with me. Now a proud part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, you can find Scary to Sleep wherever you get your podcasts. Sweet screams. Sports Social Podcast Network.